It's time to level up your business with the podcast that teaches you the top strategies, tactics, and growth hacks that every entrepreneur needs to know. Please welcome your host, whose small business blog gets more than 1 million visitors every single month, Brandon Gailey. Hello and welcome aboard. Success Week continues on with wisdom from Stuart Scott. This episode's gold nuggets are from Stuart's blog post via developgoodhabits.com, where he explains how to overcome your fear of failure by using rewards. Now let's talk about how to build a simple reward system into your day-to-day routine. Before I get started, let me tell you a story. I walked up to a girl who was expecting my order. Instead of giving her my order, I asked her, do you like animals? She said, yes, I love animals. Me too, I replied. I was wondering if you'd like to go to the zoo with me. And then she responded, oh, actually, I have a boyfriend. So I wasn't surprised at all that she had a boyfriend. In fact, I expected it. But she said no, and it was rejection. It's even possible that she didn't have a boyfriend. Some women will protect men with that line if they're not really interested. Because I know that, I have to wonder for eternity what type of rejection it was. I still felt good about the whole thing because I don't often ask out strangers and I do have some fear of rejection. It was a victory in that sense, but there was obviously some disappointment there too. So I walked out of the place with a smoothie instead of a date. Oh well, the smoothie was tasty and as it turns out, I'm smarter than I first realized for getting it. Risk and reward are inseparable. The general relationship they have is, what possible reward can I get for taking this size of a risk? If the risk-reward ratio is favorable, then it's a good idea to go ahead and take that risk. Asking out a pretty girl has a high potential reward, while the risk of any meaningful harm is very low. She'd have to go on a tirade about how terrible I am that pinpointed my greatest weaknesses and crushed my self-esteem forever. Again, very unlikely. We make this risk-reward calculation every day. The long-term risk of eating an unhealthy hamburger versus the reward of tasty beef. The risk of being embarrassed by asking for a raise versus the reward of actually getting it. The risk of starting a business that could fail versus the reward of it succeeding. On this basis, I've got an idea for a new risk-reward model, and I really think it can help us overcome many of these petty fears that we struggle with. Let's take a look at the new risk-reward model. What makes a risk a risk? Is it that something bad that can happen? Sometimes, certainly. More often, though, the real risk is a relatively harmless feeling of discomfort our rejection combined with the sting of the no reward. The fear of not getting a payoff while being embarrassed keeps men single, prevents workers from getting raises, and generally keeps people in their safe but boring and life-draining routines while they could be out living the life in the Caribbean or whatever might suit them better than their current life. When you take a smart risk, something with low real risk and high potential reward, give yourself a reward. 
plan the whole thing out. If I ask a girl out, I get to buy a smoothie. If I email the president, I get to watch an episode of Seinfeld. If I dance in limelight at the wedding tonight and let all loose, I will book a massage. The reason why I was smarter than I realized with the cute barista situation is because immediately after I was rejected, I rewarded myself with the smoothie. What if I got a smoothie every time I asked a girl out? I like smoothies. It really sweetens the deal because now there is a built-in guaranteed reward. Sure, the reward is completely artificially placed, but your brain can't tell the difference. And what's there to complain about? You end up getting a smoothie. Here are the reasons to use the new risk-reward model. For starters, it trains you correctly neurologically. We know from research on habits that the brain responds to rewards and will favor the behaviors that precede rewards, given that you have enough repetition. If you complete a behavior in a similar context enough times over a given period and it is always followed by a reward, the brain will begin to desire that behavior even more. So if you really want to increase the tendency to take smarter risk, this new method is a neurological way to do it. The second reason is that it establishes the risk as permanently more favorable. If every time I asked a girl out, I'd get $10,000, how many girls do you think I'd ask out in the next five minutes? As many as I could find within shouting distance. Isn't it interesting how even a shy guy would completely shatter his shell of fear if the reward was big enough? Find the shyest guy in the world and offer him a million dollars to talk to 10 attractive girls, and I bet you he'll find a way. These are unrealistic rewards, of course, but gets the point across that you can make a risk more attractive if you promise yourself a nice reward for it. If you're shy and love video games, Promise yourself that you can buy a new game if you talk to 10 strangers throughout your day. If you're going to a big networking event and you're nervous, promise yourself one guilt-free hour of television for every solid connection you make. The possibilities are only limited to your imagination. You know your fears and desires better than I do. So make your actions and bribes appealing to you. The next reason is that it makes it more fun. Fun is maybe the most underrated tool in personal development. Enjoyment of activities has been shown to have a big impact on willpower depletion. If you can reframe a scary or intimidating activity into a fun one, everything will be better. When I play basketball, I play my very best when I'm having fun and my very worst when I'm nervous about my performance. This seems to be the case for much of life. Attaching a reward to a scary but worthwhile behavior makes the whole scenario seem more playful because, well, it is more playful. This shift in mindset is surprisingly powerful in helping you rise above your fear. The final reason is that it gives you the opportunity to calculate the real risk. Being a human is scary. We've got all of these expectations, both self-imposed and from society. We've got insecurities. We've got fears. It's my firm belief that the most successful people are those who manage to disregard much of the worrisome things 
and live life with smart, reckless abandon. They take smart risk. They always try new things. They're here to experience life's finest offerings. They understand that asking a question and getting a no response is entirely acceptable and non-life-threatening. But let's not get caught up in the comparisons either. It doesn't matter if you've been scared all of your life, held back by others' expectations for you, or your own insecurities. Today is a real opportunity to take a step in a promising, bold new direction. And well, I'm suggesting that you bribe yourself to take that step. So make a plan moving forward, whether today, this week, or the next 90 days to incorporate this new risk-reward model into your life and into your business. If you like what you heard, then I recommend checking out Steve's latest book entitled Habit Stacking by going to 0to7.org forward slash Scott. That is the number 0, T-O, and the number 7.org forward slash Scott. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Zero to Seven Figures podcast. Please take a second to press the subscribe button right now to show your support and make sure you never miss an episode. 